0: The Skeleton Crew Show is for immature audiences only.
1: Hi, this is Carol Ocatello from Friday the 13th, Part 5. You big dildo. Would you shut the fuck up and listen to The Skeleton Crew? You're listening to The Skeleton Crew,
2: exclusively
3: at HorrorBig.com and Horrorfilia Podcast Network.
0: Okay, and welcome to an all-new episode of The Skeleton Crew. I am Michael J., joined, as always, by Alex Edwards and Mr. Dan Chase, who has been excommunicated from the building.
3: <laughs> yep, he he was locked. Security wouldn't let Dan in. They gave him a pat-down. And it turns out Dan had some drug paraphernalia on him. <laughs>
0: Dan, you gotta leave it at home, Dan. Gotta leave it at home.
3: He was not allowed into the dungeon. Why can't you just let me in? Uh, we could throw a rope down. You could climb up the side of the building like Batman.
0: Yeah, yeah let's do that. Let's do that. Yeah, I'll be Robin.
3: Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Mike, by the way, that intro, I said only once.
0: Yeah, but I, I I just love doing it. I love the sound of my voice now. Oh,
3: God. I think I,
0: I, I love just hearing myself talk like other people that we know.
3: Mike leaves himself voice messages, by the way. I do. Alright, let me let me get this party started. Hold on. Okay. What the
0: hell was that?
3: <laughs> Bottle cap. <laughs> ah. ah We should know that sound by now. Yeah, come on. It's a staple on our show. Now, here's what's not a staple. How's that segue?
0: That was different.
3: Yeah. Lying to us is not a staple, is it, Mike? No, many people lie to us, Alex. That's true, but
4: Mike's like, dude, I get lied to all the time.
3: Yeah, Mike does get lied to all the time, in all fairness. Mm -hmm. You know, we told him he was a great co-host, he does a superb job on the news.
0: Yeah, that's a lie.
3: Exactly. (laughs) So here's the thing. Here's here's what really bothers me. Yeah. Anchor Bay is releasing Halloween 4 on Blu-ray, which we are giving away, which we will get to. Yeah. But we were just informed of a very, um, interesting situation.
0: Well, if you want to call it that, I call it a major disappointment, but whatever. Yeah,
3: I call it some bullshit. As you all know, there were supposed to be 30 never-before-seen minutes of bonus footage. They shot scenes or whatever, I don't know, didn't make it into the movie, and we were supposed to get all that in this Blu-ray. But... Alright, you know what? I, I actually want Dan in the studio just to talk about the Halloween Four debacle. So Dan, can you? So
0: you're smuggling him in?
3: Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get him in here. So uh, all he, right, I'll,
0: I'll be lookout. You get him. Yeah. Grappling hook, Dan. Grappling hook.
3: Yeah. yeah there it is. Swung around yeah. the bar. Just get in here. All right. Now let's talk about Halloween Four Blu-ray. Oh boy. Thirty. Oh, fuck me. oh, he's in. All right. What's up, buddy? Yeah, no, after that, I'm going back out the window. Fuck this. (laughs) Well, here, Dan, here, just hold on to this for a second. All right. Now, all right, Halloween 4 Blu-ray. The biggest, basically their press release said that uh, we were getting 30 never-before-seen minutes of Halloween 4, and through Rob Galooza's review status, through Mike finally getting his review copy...
0: It's, you know I'm surprised that I didn't get mine around the same time as, as Rob G. It took me a few days. I think I got mine like the day a day or two after Rob G. got his.
3: Well, that's because they know how shitty our show is. Probably. Correct. So, there you go. And we basically broke the news a day early, and um, I think between Rob and us, we prompted them to revise their press release.
0: We put. Oh, well, the they email. had to. The the footage wasn't there, and I mean. I opened it up, and I was, you know, because I I listened to Rob's thing, and he said it's not there. So, of course, I wanted to be sure, so I opened it up. It's shrink wrapped. so I unwrapped it. I popped it in. Menus are great, but (laughs) no footage, you know.
3: Mike, there is no 30 minutes. That's confirmed. They redid a press release, and the press release, you know, listen. They're sponsors of the show. We're giving away the, uh and 5... Two sets. Two sets of 4 and 5 Blu-ray, which we will get to in a minute. The new questions. <clears throat> and we appreciate their supporting the show, but yeah, we, we... You know, you can't lie to people. You can't do false advertising. I mean, how many pre-orders are in that people went with the assumption that they're getting 30 bonus minutes? That maybe they wouldn't have bought the Blu-ray. Maybe they'd say... Eh, the DVD's good enough, but I gotta have this thirty minutes. They paid twenty five dollars or whatever the listed price. Whoever, who knows where they got them, and um, you just can't do that. No, you know,
0: no, not at all. And and you know, and I like what I saw Sean Clark post on Facebook the other night when somebody posted to him about you know the footage not being on there. I like how he said, you know, maybe Anchor Bay should have stepped up and let me do the horrors. Hollowed grounds episodes like he did for the Shout Factory release of two and three.
3: Yeah. That would be nice. I mean I would love to see him go through uh the part four location. Right. I'd like to know what happened with it though. Like was
4: that a straight up lie or did they? It was probably a
3: miscommunication and it probably never existed. I don't think it exists. Mike has theories. I mean, what, Mike? They've been releasing this movie for 25 years. Right, and the thing
0: is, you would think that sometime within those 25 years that this footage would have surfaced, you know? And now all of a sudden you're going to put it on Blu-ray and all of a sudden it just magically appears? I don't think so. It just doesn't seem plausible to me. So, yeah, I don't think it exists. And I know at least... Three people so far have canceled their pre-orders.
3: Yeah, and you know we're not happy about that. But in, in the same vein, hey, you know, false advertising. Sorry. Yep. What are you gonna do? Um, you know, but, uh, speaking of that, you know, our next show we have some special guests for you. We have Nick Castle, John Carpenter, and Rob Zombie on the next show, and it's actually going to be a paid podcast. So just <laughs> you, you could prepay now. Send us a dollar to our paypal uh,
0: oh it's a dollar okay
3: yes yeah. <laughs> and um they're gonna be on for 30 minutes
0: it's a panel
3: right we're gonna have yeah, to... a panel discussion i'm gonna I talk should to know them. i worked it out yep um, and these guys might argue we don't know what's gonna happen and you never know it's it's un, 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 unheard before so just send i a, want jamie lee to throw a chair jamie <laughs> just ruined it mike she was the special guest i mean uh mystery guest
0: no no i thought you
3: mentioned it That's no what. no and nick castle Oh. And Tyler Maine is going to be there.
0: Oh, well, Tyler Maine could destroy them all. Yeah, so this is for right. 30
3: minutes on the next show. So just send in your money now, and you'll get the show when it comes out. Right. So <laughs> so there you go. And I'm I'm against false advertising. I just really think what they did was wrong. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's fucked up. <laughs> so wrong. just send those dollars in, please. <laughs> as quickly as possible. Yeah. Yes, please. You, you can, <laughs> hey, you can take our word for it.
4: Michael J., you should take some scenes from Camp Out Nightmare and then cut them in and put them in special features on the (laughs) Halloween 4 and 5 Blu-rays.
3: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, That wouldn't work too well, Dan. That's beneficial for everybody.
3: Yeah, how did everybody like uh, Michael J.'s Camp Out Nightmare 6? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, okay. There you go. Well, some people had to watch it then. Some people, I wonder how long they watched it to the point where it registers as a click. I wonder if five minutes count.
4: Well, I watched like 45 minutes of it, but I was running around that day, so that wasn't any other reason. Like, I didn't fall asleep or anything like I do some movies, so it yeah.
3: was it was thoroughly entertaining. Yes, yeah, so it was, Mike. You did a swell job on that movie.
0: We're, well, that was all, Alex, for the um, editing. Um,
3: all right. Well, I hope you enjoyed that. You can watch Mike's Campout Nightmare Six on our YouTube channel as always. Make sure you jump on the iTunes thing because uh, our future shows, including this one, will have musical things in there that the YouTube channel shows will not have. Well,
0: Just, they might have, depending if we get flagged or not, right?
3: <laughs> yeah. If we don't, if we get flagged, I'll pull it and I'll put one out there that doesn't have that stuff on there. But we don't want to get thrown our channel, you know, canceled. I actually bought the perfect house today oh you did yeah nice. yeah i have to buy it still yep we got some more listener letters listener letters <laughs> listener letters mike loves listener letters it's my
0: favorite part of the show
3: this one is from john moran
0: hey john moran i know hey.
3: him. he referenced something i said about dick warlock in episode 25 <laughs> oh he was dick warlock I know, and I said we should ask Dick Warlock how he feels about ruining Halloween, too. (laughs) And I think a lot of Halloween fans disagree with me on that one, but let's get into this. He Hmm. wrote, Alex, I agree with you a lot, but I'm gonna have to disagree with you when it comes to Dick Warlock's portrayal of Michael Myers.
1: Oh shit, son.
3: Yes, he may be slower than usual, but I feel that Dick played the most inhuman and evil Michael in the whole series. He didn't need to walk fast to catch Lori. He knows she has nowhere to go. I really look forward to next week's show. Well, thank you, John. Thanks, John. But you're wrong. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, but 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 here's here's the thing. So, what do you guys think before I, I give you? I'm gonna fix it all, like I promised in that one show. What are you gonna uh-huh. do? I'm gonna fix it.
0: How are you gonna fix it?
3: Because I think Dick Warlock did ruin the movie, and I think he didn't do it alone. I think, uh, Rick Rosenthal helped him ruin it. I think you're wrong. <sighs> Tell me what you think about this. Okay. Okay, let's just get to... <clears throat> right. Okay, you got the part where... His, his walking in general, but then there's two specific scenes that really cry, this is going wrong. The one scene where... Michael's walking to get Lori, and she's about to go in an elevator. Right. Could you walk any slower than that? If, like, if you compare him... And you should, because it's the same night. If you compare him to the Michael who walked down the stairs really quick after Lori, after she fell down, you know, she flipped over and fell, the speed Mm -hmm. he walked down those stairs, the speed he walked across the street, you know, uh, overall, he was... He walked like a normal guy. Yeah. Well,
0: again... I have I have something to tell you here with this now. Um, he did get shot six times and fall from a second story uh, balcony. Mike, you're an asshole. Uh, he probably <laughs> broke some bones, maybe he sprained a wrist, um, <laughs> broke his tailbone possibly. Okay. You know when you break your ass, that hurts. Stole my thunder. I can't help that. You know you gotta look at it. From a realistic point of view.
3: I should have never uh, posed that question before I stated my statement.
0: Of course you shouldn't have.
3: Why did I ask Mike? Because <laughs> I suck. <laughs> okay, well that was pretty much my answer to fix this all. <laughs> so your
0: answer was I suck? That's awesome.
3: No, that's my answer for every other problem in my life. Mike sucks and ruined Man, it. that's good. Yeah, I was going to say Michael got shot, fell 30 feet to the ground, the bullets probably it wasn't some... 30 feet. Whatever. It was probably like 10 feet. Slight paralyzation, his nerves were damaged, lack of full movement, and that explains everything in Halloween 2. But thank you, Mike, for stealing that away from me. So
0: so since you hate Halloween 2 so much, are you going to buy the Blu-ray, and or are you going to burn it and then break it again like you did with Resurrection?
3: No, I love Halloween 2. It's one of my favorite movies ever.
0: Okay, so you won't be breaking the Blu-ray. That's good.
3: No, I love it. I actually have so the other. one. you think he has one of the worst betrayals, Alex? But it's one of your favorite movies. Absolutely. Okay. Makes no sense. No, it does well, make no, sense. No, it makes
4: sense to me. It, you know, it's uh, it is what it is. You know, that, I see. I thought you hated the movie because of that.
3: No, I don't like, hate that. that movie. Didn't ruin
4: it for you at all, though. No,
3: no, yeah, it ruined it for me a little. <laughs> okay. Did you cry? But like I said, I, I fixed it in my mind by putting together the six bullets and all the other stuff and falling. Right. I gave it a pass for that reason. But here's the, the true thing. That's not what Rick Rosenthal was doing. So let's, let's get that out of the way. If you ask him, he probably didn't even remember that the guy fell out of a balcony.
0: <laughs> I'm sure he did because he reshot that footage. That go,
3: go to hell, Mike. <laughs> okay. So anyway, I watched Maniac Cop. Maniac Cop. How was it? It was excellent.
1: Really? I've never seen it. That's one of those movies I always wanted to see.
3: Mike, Mike, give him the list of the, the uh, stellar cast.
0: Oh, Dan, this is, Yo. like, amazing. You've got you've got Bruce Campbell. Okay. You've got Robert Zadar as Maniac Cop, and he was also in uh, films like Tango and Cash, among many right. others.
3: The guy with the big jaw.
0: Yeah, the guy with the big yep. jaw. Yep. Um you have Tom Atkins. You can't forget him.
3: Ooh, of course not.
0: The Atkins.
3: And he has the mustache fully intact. Yeah. I'm sure he does. That's a staple.
0: And I, I think there's some other people in there. Well, but I don't know that's about are it. That's all
3: you need. That's yeah. all you need. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah, 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 You guys sold me. Okay. So how was it, Alex? It dude, it was really good. I mean, they really thought out, really well done. Really good use of everybody, uh, Mike. Am I, do you think there's any spoilers? Can I can I say what happened to Tom Atkins that really bummed me out? I don't have to say it if anybody knows. Yeah,
0: I mean, because if if we were gonna eventually do a retrospective, you might not want to get too deep into it here.
3: Yeah, and I would like to eventually because I heard Maniac Cop Two is really good.
0: Right, and the possibility that we may also be able to get Robert Zadar for the show, I think you're thrilled with as well.
3: Yeah, I don't think his I don't think his chin will fit in the studio though. <laughs>
0: That's horrible. You're a horrible gentleman.
3: You're a horrible human being. He might have to be outside next to Dan on the phone. Yeah. <laughs> Let, let's I hope know. they don't,
0: you know, hopefully he doesn't have any drug paraphernalia problems.
3: Yeah. So um, so there, that was, thank you for the listener letters, John Moran.
2: Listener yeah. letters. So that's listener the end letters. of the
3: listener letters. Mm. So yeah. Yeah. now uh, we have an interview coming up. And that interview is uh, John Amplas, who played Martin in the movie Martin. I love how you say that. You're like, played played Martin in the movie Martin. Well, it's not often you get to say that, you know. I mean, how often is the movie named after a character? Well, here's the thing. John Amplas, the movie Martin, is basically a movie about vampires, but not really. So, in honor of this interview... We are going to review a movie that is about vampires, but not really. That's, <laughs> but it's a new movie. You see that Martin is from the seventies,
0: seventy-seven, it's,
3: and this is from. Two, it says two thousand eleven on IMDb, but I, I haven't even heard of this coming out. I thought it was new.
0: No, it is. It is. It's it is. new. It's, uh, if I yeah, haven't it's new. seen it, it came it's out new about. Yeah, no, it actually came out um, maybe a few weeks or a month ago.
3: Oh, good. Ah. Perfect. So we're going to strike while the iron's hot. Uh, okay, Mike didn't see it. Me and Dan did. So we're going to go ahead and get into this. Now, first, Dan, let's try to give some light reviews, and then we'll start with the spoilers. So uh, for light reviews, um, what do you think of it overall for first off?
4: <laughs> overall? Dude, I just watched this movie before uh, jumping on with YouTube retats. Mm-hmm. Um, no, it was perfect, dude. I love this movie. I fucking... I loved it. It was great. It's uh it's how a vampire movie should be done this day and age after yeah, you know, you go to Underworld and, and, and all everything else. So yeah, I loved it overall.
3: Yeah. And, um, I was blown away. Um I to me a lot of times when I judge a movie it's it's kind of like how well it keeps my attention, what kind of pace it has and how interesting the story is, which I think obviously everybody does that, but uh, it hit it hit all points for me. I think about two or three minutes of this are a little slow, and that's it. So That's really really good. Um, that's it, really?
4: Yeah. See, I thought the whole movie was was slow, except for a few few of the action scenes. But it's it's paced really slow. There's a lot of close up shots of the yeah. dudes face and and people's. But I love the way it's shot too, though. Like I love that. Style.
3: It's very intimate.
4: It's very much so, dude. Very and, and intimate. Where like I. Watching the chick on screen, dude, like I fell in love with her when, you know, I probably wouldn't if it was shot like a, uh, like a quote unquote normal movie. But they got right up in there and uh, it, it it was very like, um, I'm trying to find the word for it, but it, it, it was very, um, you got really into it. Yeah. About maybe an hour in, not even 45 minutes in.
3: Dude, right off the bat, I was into really? it. Yeah. And I know what you mean. It's it's slow mm-hmm. but it's it's like Halloween slow. It's it's great the whole way through. Mm-hmm. Agreed. It's even faster than Halloween because even though they John Carpenter utilized the boring scenes with having Michael drive behind Laurie and Annie during that boring scene. Or when Michael was standing in the doorway during the boring scene where she's on the phone to Lori, Or, you know, when when Annie's getting the keys, that amazingly boring scene, and she walks back in the house, then she walks mm-hmm. back. Like, that to me, I'm like, oh come on. Like, do something. But yep. it's all used with – John Carpenter used it all, and it's almost like you can't get rid of those scenes. Right. This movie is that same kind of thing, but it was just good, and everything that happened was totally interesting. So to, right. I would like to get into some of that. Definitely.
4: Definitely see this movie. And and Alex, one thing about the long shots, too. See, with, with movies like this, dude, I think it conveys a lot more when you hold the shot on somebody, where there's not a cutaway. You see the range of emotions they go through from scene to scene. And, and it to me, like those shots in Halloween... I love that dude Like a lot of people say Slow movies like that Just don't do it for them But And and I agree that you have to be In a certain type of mood to get into those type of movies like you can't be like you know like hyped up to see a fucking awesome vampire movie you know yeah
3: yeah you can't be hopped up you can't be distracted either you can't be looking at your phone and checking your Facebook messages or you cannot do that like I literally when I got really into this movie I actually clicked my uh, phone silent flipped it upside down so I wouldn't see the light come on
4: it's one of those movies dude yeah and there's only a few characters in it there's what a cop that's that's the other great thing Yeah.
3: yeah yeah So, okay, from here on in, we're getting into spoilers. All right, now let's get into this. Okay. Uh, Basically, the um, plot is that a guy who's completely unsuspecting, he works at night security, he can't go out in the sunlight because he has a skin disorder, and basically his arm was all burnt up. He never put two and two together, didn't think of anything, and just kind of, you know, went on with life. Working in sec- a night shift yeah night shift security and and that's about it, and that's how it starts off suddenly, he starts having headaches, he collapses, things like that, <clears throat> then he goes to the doctor and uh, well, right before he goes to the doctor, he's eating like crazy, eating, eating eating he has a he has a hunger inside of him it, he just doesn't know how to uh, get rid of the cravings of hunger in general. And it's just not satisfying no matter what he eats. So he goes to the doctor. The doctor tells me he has anemia probably because his body is like dying even though he's eating all this food. He's actually shutting down. Still doesn't put it together. He uh, starts eating all all these uh, steaks or whatever. And he eventually is still hungry. And he looks at the uh, foam that the steak came in, the foam little plate at the bottom. And he sees like that, you know, that really watery blood. And then you just look and you know what he's going to do. And at at the moment, you don't know this is a vampire movie. Like, I didn't know. I, I thought it was about something else. I really thought maybe the sun never goes down and everybody, like, you know. You, you ever see the Twilight Zone episode, The Midnight Sun? Yeah. I Yep. Yeah, that was a great one where the sun never goes away. And I, I didn't know what to expect. I didn't even look at the cover or nothing. I just, I just watched it. So he drinks that, that blood, and you think that's really gross. And that's just the beginning. <laughs> yeah. so, so basically, like, I don't know, Dan. I think it was a great progression, like uh, how he tried to make sense of it all. He goes and he rents Fright Night. He drinks that little bit of blood. And then, you know, um, then all of a sudden, uh, what was the first thing he did when he first drank blood? Oh, he drank, like, a cup of it from the butcher shop.
4: Yeah, yeah, he got, uh, he meets up with this chick, um, outside, what, of a bar, she's selling blow pops or something, Mm -hmm. and, uh, she has a nosebleed, and he tastes the blood off of that, and he's like, what just happened, and, you know, he's just like, what the fuck, so then he goes, um, to the, (laughs) he goes to the hospital looking for blood, digging in dumpsters, and, And and that's where you meet this, uh, I don't know, his character. Yeah,
3: he's a real cool... See, I thought he was a really cool guy. And I'll tell you what, when he dug through the dumpsters looking for blood and this guy comes out, basically he works at the hospital, Uh, he comes out He goes, what you doing, man? You know, what's up? What what do you need out of there, man? And all of a sudden he goes, oh, you need blood? And then he realizes he does. And then uh, what I really liked about that scene, and it's weird because it became like a a repetitive thing throughout the movie, so it's weird how I picked up on it, when... uh, The guy goes, you don't think I'm weird for wanting blood? And he's like, hey, man, everybody got their thing. Hey, man. Yeah. You know, it was something like that. Everyone's got their thing or something like that. Yep. And I really liked that. Yeah. it, 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 You know, it kind of made me think of myself and uh, maybe don't be so hard on people, you know, if they do, if they're into stupid shit, you know.
4: No, I think that was, a, that was a theme in the movie, dude. Exactly. And, and they, they went back to that scene at the end.
3: And uh, yeah, dude, exactly. Everybody's got that thing, man. But there were some crazy scenes, dude. Like when his eyes turned yellow, I was like, oh, shit. And yeah. uh, the one really crazy scene was when, uh, you know, the guy tells him, you know, I'll sell you this blood for $150 each. So then they go to his house, and the guy is basically selling drugs. To people, and they'll and they're giving their blood to get the drugs. <laughs> like he literally hands them a bottle of pills and pumps the blood out of their veins. Dude, that's totally what would really happen. Oh, really. dude, that was so hardcore. Yep. That was so good. Uh, and you know, even even like the little things like. Uh, even the lighting of this movie was great. You, you ever, did you notice that when the girl was doing blow in the bathroom, she looked in the mirror. She looked like a complete piece of shit, low-life dirtbag because the lighting made her look that way. And then in the very next, uh, like when she comes back around and things are going good with her and this guy, she, uh, she goes to do blow again and she, she doesn't do it because her life is kind of more in an upward you know, uh, direction. And then when the light hits her the second time in the bedroom, she looks beautiful. Yep, you yep. know, and 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 that's the other funny thing. Like n- nothing that they do. Every time they go to have sex, something goes wrong. First, she has a nosebleed. Then this guy goes yeah. to bite her.
4: Yeah, even when they try to kiss, one time she resists them and shit. Yeah, yeah, they just weren't fucking connected no. until the end too, and then they
3: yeah. But, uh, dude, like, one of the best parts, like, because uh, I always wanted to do this to people, man. Like, when that guy goes to get into the, the, the building and he wouldn't sign the thing, oh, my no. God. And then he punches the guy in the face and then he kicks that shit out of him. And then he gets fired from his night security job, of course. But no. um, Yeah, but it was really cool. I mean, they they hit every facet, dude. Him trying to balance his relationship while he's going through this change. I mean, uh, he, you know, even the girl's transition of her cleaning her life up.
4: There were there was a lot of shit in this movie that kind of went without saying. And there was a lot of scenes even with no lines, but you could just tell it was trying to convey so much. And not forcing it. I don't want to call it like an art film, but it, it makes me think it's shit like that, because it makes me think when I watch movies like this. Like, it's very thought-provoking throughout the whole movie. Like you said, with the metaphors and
3: everything, and I think subtlety is the biggest factor in all that, you know? The scene where this chick gets shot... I mean, tell me, like, every scene was not so... It's so weird, because the movie is what would appear to be a slow pacing, but every scene is majorly intense. Even um, when when the, the guy worked in the hospital, even when they fight, he cracks his head... This guy goes to drink it, turns him into a vampire. I mean, even when he comes back, it's like, oh, shit, he's he's alive? And, right. like, everything was just... And you know what it is? You know why it was intense? Because the camera was so kind of intimate Tight. and close up on him. Yeah, that it kind of pulled you into that. Loved it. And it it almost puts you in those scenes. And you kind of... You live the movie, and that's the beauty of it, because not only is he experiencing these changes and going through this and trying to make sense of it but so are you and
4: it's not over the top either it's very like low key how things progress and stuff like that but at the at the end of the day at the end of the movie that would be the natural progression is to do what he did absolutely and,
3: you know what i mean and, and that's what i like about these movies and i love i love the lost boy stuff so i'm not i'm not dissing this yeah but um in the Lost Boys, you know, like, in part two, when they're all in the car, and then the guy goes, Can you guys turn into bats? And the guy goes, Too many movies, man. You know, like, trying to make, like, Oh, all that stuff is crap, and we're the cool, real vampires, man. You gotta get with it. You know, that, was the funny thing is, they are even the joke, because right. they have the teeth coming out, they right. got the, you no know, teeth in this movie. Yeah, right. And he even references that by putting fake teeth in when he thinks he's really becoming a vampire because he watched, um, <laughs> he was watching Fright Night and he put a cross yeah. to his head and see if it burns. Like, yeah, it was yep. really realistic. Really good. Definitely check it out. I mean, it was just really good. I mean, I'm, I rate this like this is really good. I'm going to rate this like a nine, man. Like, I like it a lot.
4: And as far as vampires are concerned, they they adhered to um the eyes.
3: Yeah, they only did the eyes. Yeah,
4: and then the need for blood, obviously, and right. then the only killer was the sunlight. No stakes, no. Cr- he even tried the cross. He put the cross up to his forehead. Yeah, the cross, you know, and and stuff like that. But you know, we say it like it's funny, but the way it's done, the way it's shot, it's you can see yourself doing that in the bathroom if you had these same problems. Yeah. So,
3: no, they yeah. they did the right thing. Like as I was watching this, I was like, who the hell wrote this? Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah, dude. Well, and, and that's the thing too. Whoever wrote it superb job but
3: whoever shot it and directed it even and, better even better
4: perfect everything
3: correlated perfectly with each other that's what i was i was thinking as i was watching i said you know what like by the time by the time he was chaining the dude up to have him burn in the sunlight i said to myself you know what whoever wrote this got the perfect director
4: Mm-hmm. and it's very um it seems like a very uh indie film like an independent low budget movie um and I don't mean that in a derogatory sense. I just mean you can tell that they didn't go all out for this movie. You got your actors, you know. I think there was one nice car in the whole movie, and then there, there's a vet actor in in there somewhere too. Um, what's he play? The janitor. I've seen him in. Things too, so you know you can tell that it, it's definitely up there. But that's the thing though, with these with these type of movies, dude. When you shoot it like that, direct it like that, act it like that, the actors were fucking incredible too, man. Oh god! And you do it like that, then you don't you don't need a big budget, dude. You know?
3: Oh, what what they did was they took the money they had, and maximize the possibilities. And yep. it's because, you know, you're not shooting an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie here. No. You You know, you don't have to waste your money on shit like that. Like, and it's not shit, I love those movies, but you, right. don't, you don't have to waste it on explosions and this and that, and all these. You can literally just get a camera, go into an empty lot or wherever the hell they were half the time, you know, by the bridge, by this, by that, in a hospital and here or whatever, in mm-hmm. a, apartments, and hell save them a lot of money and if you have a great writer and a great director you got gold
4: right and and see alex it, it's funny too because we don't really talk too much about this but movies in general I mean I assume because you know I know you pretty pretty well here but I assume you just like good movies in general out of the horror genre like and this this falls into that category though would you agree like this is a good yeah. movie period forget horror whatever this is a this is a very well emotion conveyed movie perfectly done so definitely go see it i mean i loved it dude you know and that's the thing too like you like good movies you appreciate good movies and this this definitely falls in the category forget genre forget all that bullshit i mean you know
3: good movies are good movies and this yeah i'm, I'm considering buying this movie mm-hmm. i would actually get the blu-ray I, I liked it that much i don't know I, I don't know if it's one of those dealies where how many times can you watch and still feel that it's a little slow. Yeah, I,
4: see, I'll watch this again down the road. But right. yeah, I mean, see, that's the thing too. I know a lot of people that are very easily distracted, and this isn't the movie for you. You know, no, you got you to appreciate film in general. You got to have a history with it, with appreciation for shots and all that bullshit. So, yeah, if you're watching this, then then you know you're you're a fan of the uh, of the of of good movies in general right and if not that's cool too I mean some people just can't get into movies like this whatever keep them moving you know Transformers 4 comes out next summer
3: <laughs> yeah you know and also and the ending was like um, you know here's the thing when most movies come out and I like them the whole way through the endings are always like just like come on like I watched all that for that like that's it make or break yeah yeah they make or break it and I gotta tell you this didn't this wasn't like a ta-da it wasn't like that, but it was—it was the right ending. Yeah, good shot. It ended on too. Oh, well, the shot was beautiful. <laughs> the last shot was Come great, on, dude. That shot—they made a sick movie. Here. Him embracing, his, you know, and it—you know, he—it's always the reluctant werewolf, the reluctant vampire. You know, they never want to kill. I mean, there's plenty of movies where they didn't want to kill. Even—even um, even, um, the tales from the crypt episode when the vampire was working in a blood bank he didn't even want to kill anybody he just wanted to drink that blood and then he eventually had to kill and then he said well let me kill criminals and stuff you know i'll get rid of all the pieces of shit in the world right you know th- it's always reluctant and this guy yes and, and just even lost boys uh the guy didn't want to kill the girls remember even though he turned into a vampire uh, yep. lost boys 2 even i don't right. i don't recall lost boys 1 too much but lost boys 2 is more of my kind of movie so i like it more even though i know it's I know it's not as good as part one technically but i like it more i know people think it's a piece of shit but what do i care when i'm alone in my house watching i don't really care what people think so that's all that matters to me um so there you go so that's that's our review i give it a nine what do you give it dan oh man i'd say an eight okay solid eight yep there you go so check out midnight sun please i mean if we if you're hearing this i hope you heard it already i went uh, we didn't spoil everything, but...
4: Go see this. Good movie. Good horror.
3: Guys, please go check it out. Midnight Sun, spelled S-O-N. Um, but it is not on Blu-ray. It is
0: on DVD only.
3: Christ. You know, I'm mad. I already bought the perfect house on DVD. I'm not willing to put up with too many DVDs. Yeah. What is it with these well, guys? Well,
0: this one, you'll have to, unfortunately.
3: Yeah, them shits pile up. How, do, uh, how does Laid to Rest 2, Chrome Skull have Blu-rays and... Wait, do they? I don't even know if that's it, a fact. Yes, it does. <laughs> okay, yeah. It does. And Will
0: Harris is... That's why.
3: Yeah, that's why. And and good movies like The Perfect House and Midnight Sun don't. What is this? Well,
0: because they're indie movies, and they don't have it in their budget. Dude, please. It's not in the budget. That's what not I say at work all the time.
4: It's an ongoing joke. It's not in the budget, guys. All right, gotcha. here, let
3: me end this and... um <laughs> All right. Well, there you have it. There's the Midnight Sun review. Uh, thank you, Dan, for joining me on that one. Uh, thank you, Mike, for not bothering to watch in a month. And uh, <laughs> we will be back. And we hope you enjoyed the John Ampli's interview. Mike really wanted this interview. And he said, Alex, please, could we just... And I said, I don't, I don't want to... I don't know. I don't know anything about the guy. I don't know what to say. I have no idea. And Mike's But who gave you the questions, Alex? So when you guys hear these bizarre questions and you're gonna say, Wow, Alex, that doesn't sound like him interviewing. That's because it's not. (laughs) It's Mike and I read them. I said, Mike, you get the questions and I'll do it. Fine. So when you hear the very first question, I read it exactly like Mike wrote it. (laughs) I said I said, What fascinated you about acting that made you want to get into this business? You, you, sir, are an asshole. So when people go, why would he say what fascinated you? I wouldn't, guys. That's not me. Well, then what? Wait, 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 wait. So, so what would you say then, Alex? How did you get into the business, John?
0: <laughs> so then, why didn't you say that?
3: Yeah. So anyway, we had a funny thing occurred during this interview. You know, Mike yelled at me because um, there's one point in the interview where John implies, uh, you know, he he drank something and it went down the wrong pipe and he was coughing a little bit and uh you know i was just kind of waiting for him to you know get his bearings and continue on and uh it lasts a little what 20, 20 seconds 20 seconds about yeah yeah and mike you know when we hung up he was like dude what's with you why didn't you say anything when he was coughing and i and i said why what what do you mean and he goes you didn't even ask him if he was okay and this and that and and you didn't even say, like, are you all right, sir? Can I get you anything? And I'm saying to myself, what the hell was I going to get him, Mike? I'm on the phone. You can get him a glass of water
0: and pass it through the phone. That's, that's you know, the, the side of the phone that you speak through? There's also, like, you, if you reach through far enough, it'll reach him.
3: Yeah. Did you
0: ever see Nightmare on Elm Street?
3: Yeah, I should have licked his face. Exactly. So, so Mike's like, dude, you just, you just sat there in silence while the guy coughed for 20 seconds. And I was like, uh, well, I didn't hear you saying anything to him. The guy can't even talk to answer the question. He wants to talk about his coughing now. You know, like he, he's going to give me a play-by-play on his coughing. <laughs> you know, you eventually should have said something. I said, I figured every cough would be his last one, and he'd get to the next sentence. <laughs> Doesn't that make sense? It does. That's horrible. You, you,
0: Dan. You know what, Dan? Don't stoop to Alex's level because it's not fun. <laughs>
3: oh, it's funny. <laughs> and then when the guy finally said, "I'm sorry, I, I I drank and it went down the wrong pipe," I was like, "Oh, it's okay." Yeah. So it, it might be an awkward moment when you guys listen to the interview, and I don't know. What do you want me to tell you, dude? This show's full of awkward moments.
0: The whole show is an awkward moment. Let's <laughs> just. <think>.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so there you exactly. go. Exactly well put. Well put. Without further ado, right.
0: It's a good exactly. interview. Johnny applause is an awesome gentleman. Yeah, I love him very much. So listen and enjoy.
3: Yep, listen and enjoy, and we will be right back at the work.
4: How is your heart little dog?
2: a.m. Christmas
4: morning. No
2: shadows, no reflections here. Lying cheek to cheek in your coat.
3: We're back, and we have with us a special guest, star of Martin, George Romero's film, among many other. We have John Amplis. Thanks a lot for coming on the show, John. It's my pleasure, Mike. What fascinated you about acting in the very beginning? What got you into the entire you know, line of work?
1: Oh, well, um, I started when I was about 10 years old. My uncle was a community theater actor here in Pittsburgh. And so um, I was, uh, he cast me in a play uh, when I was about 10. And so uh, I got the bug pretty early. Um, so I did a lot of community theater and um, uh, did it through high school and acted and directed in my high school play. And then I went to the Army after that. And then I came back and studied acting at Point Park College in 1972 and graduated in 76. Right, um, But I started pretty early.
3: Now, did you find it like difficult to make the transition from st- stage to screen?
1: Uh, no, I never thought it was uh, particularly difficult. I mean, you know, I think the work is the work. Um, there are probably some technical differences uh, in terms of because the technology is completely different, obviously, but um, no, I never had any problems switching from one to the other.
3: Cause I like I would imagine if you're on stage, you just you know do the whole show and it's done. But when you're filming a movie, it's cut, 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 cut. Yeah. you know, like it must have been difficult maybe to get into character when you're so used to staying in character.
1: Well, no, I just it's just um, you know there are, you you do have you do do it. You do do it moment to moment, whether uh, you have to do it moment to moment from the beginning through to the end, or uh, whether or not you're uh, doing just a, uh, a minute or two um, at a time. It's still, the work is still moment to moment. Um, it's about where you are, the given circumstances, uh, the time and place, and, um, and you just do it. Yeah, I mean, that's the way I think about
3: it anyway. That's, that's cool. George Romero said that Martin is his personal favorite of all his films. Yes, and he should say that, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know, he even commented on on how well you played the role. Like, What what were your thoughts after reading that script?
1: Um, Well, my thoughts are the same all the time. Um, I I try to do what's on the page, and... um, uh, I was attracted to it. Well, number one, I was attracted to it because it was my first job out, out of uh, out of college, and um, it was my first feature. So uh, when you're offered that kind of opportunity, you know you know you want to do a good job. I was attracted to the whole idea of this being, you know, it's not the gothic uh, vampire. Right. And uh you know, we're, we're not even you know, there's an element in the film that kind of suggests that is he or isn't he. Mm-hmm. He is in that he takes blood, but is he that gothic kind of, you know, Dracula? No. I think uh we're doing a
3: little myth busting, you know. Right. Yeah, that's what it sort of seemed like he was mocking Dracula. Yeah. Yeah,
1: absolutely. I mean he is he is uh you know, he's a Psychotic kid. He's a, he's a crazy, mixed-up kid. Yeah. Uh, and, and I was attracted to that idea, uh, and that it was not going to be—you know—we were not going to try to make it, to do a remake of Bella uh, Lugosi and, and all <laughs> that kind of stuff. So uh, it was a it was a modern day take, and and uh, that was a, that was a big attraction for me,
0: right. And that that's what I liked about it too, is that it was really more of a psychological film than a straight out horror. And I mean Absolute, I like George absolutely. Romero I like George Romero like the Living Dead movies and all that, but this sure. was just it seems so much deeper to me. And yeah. especially like the, the flashbacks, the black and white flashbacks that we'd go to. And it's like right. see I don't know, is that was that supposed to be something of like your imagination from like a past well, life or
1: yeah, I mean, I think I think you know. Here's the deal: this kid uh, grew up in a family that believed in these in in these myths. Mm-hmm. He was trained, you know. He was trained to be what he became. Uh, it's like the uh, environment versus genetics, uh, environment versus biology. Uh, I think his family kind of trained him and made him believe he was what. They said he was, and if you hear if you hear something like that enough, uh, you start to believe things yourself. And so that's uh, that's the track I I took. Uh, and uh, this kid was just a crazy mixed up kid who um, was a product of uh, uh, of his environment. He was yeah. traded off from family member to family member, and you know ultimately he became to believe that he was what he said he was. That he was a vampire.
0: Yeah, one of the best scenes was when you were with Cuda, and you uh, you took the uh, the garlic and, right. you, uh, and the cross. and You're like, it's just magic.
3: It's, <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, I love that.
3: Yeah, right. Hey. I did too. <laughs> <laughs> I did too. You're you're one of those actors who, oddly enough, just like Belagosi, when you played your part, it seemed like there was no separation between. The actor and that character, like it's so you were so believable. So, you know, we'll never be able to ask Legosi. So maybe we could ask you. How did you get into the mindset? How did you? How do you think you pulled that off?
1: I think it's uh, it's all acting. You do what you just (laughs) you just simply do what you know you're supposed to do. Yeah. You know, you call upon um, your uh immediacy of the moment what do you have to do i mean they, acting is acting it's it's not as tough as everybody thinks
3: today it <laughs> yeah, it's just it, it's just tough to get into i guess
1: <laughs> yeah it's not right yeah. that's correct that's tough to have a career in it
3: right you see here's what i want to ask because i remember fred gwynn was very upset that he did so much theater stage all this stuff and he said he actually he said like a commentary sort of. He said how sad it is that most people only know him for playing Frankenstein and you know the monsters. Uh, right. Now, do you do you feel like any animosity towards all that work you did on stage, and then people like just talk about maybe Martin or Return of the Living Dead? Did, like, yeah. do you feel do you feel that thing, or you don't really mind that?
1: yeah no, not no no not at all. First of all. I I would be uh, uh, I would have been happy to have had Fred Gwynn's career. Yeah, exactly. Uh, (laughs) um, uh, But I can understand what Fred means. I mean, you know, he here he is. He's a tremendous. He was a tremendous actor. But uh, what happens is uh, it's that which gets the 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 most amount of people seeing something that you're doing, you know? And The Monsters was a huge television hit. Right. And uh, it was seen by millions and millions and millions and millions of people and became, uh, became so huge that uh, it couldn't help but overtake everything else that he did, at least in the public, in, in terms of the public's uh, uh, eye. Right. Um, yeah, and um, it, the two between film and theater, you know, more people more people go to the movies and see the movies than exactly. they do theater. You know, there's about two percent of the population that <laughs> even goes to the theater. You know, uh, as opposed to as opposed to you know almost a hundred percent of the population. <laughs> That or watches sees, TV. Yeah, that watches movies on TV or watches television shows or or goes to the movie house to see them. Yep. So,
3: how, so how can he be mad, right? <laughs> yeah, it's apples and oranges, you know? Yeah, exactly.
1: No, I have no... I, I'm really proud of the fact, and, and, and in fact, I'm completely astonished that uh, 36 years after I did Martin, that people are still interested, and I think it's a testament to the film mm-hmm. that it has had that kind of impact on on the people that have appreciation for that kind of work.
3: Yeah, the, the horror genre has an appreciation beyond any other genre. I absolutely agree with you,
1: and I, you know, I learned that um I do conventions periodically. I would like to do a few more, but I can't I, I, you know, I just don't seem to be able to, to get in as many as I'd like to do, but, uh, and I've only been doing them for maybe four or five years. Um, but what I found out, uh, because I was a snob about it at first, I was asked to do them 15 years ago when they were first kind of getting started. And, uh, you know, I just, uh, that's gotta be insane. That's crazy. Why, why would anybody go and do that? And mm-hmm. I thought, so about five years ago, a fan actually convinced me to go to one that was here in Pittsburgh. I did a horror hound in Pittsburgh and, um, it blew me away, uh, in terms of these fans that were coming up to me and talking to me about these films that I did with George. And, uh, and, and what they knew about my work. Uh, I was, I was absolutely astonished. I had no idea, excuse me, there was, that there were that many people out there, um, that had that kind of appreciation for little old me, you know, who was sitting (laughs) here in Pittsburgh.
3: Oh, absolutely. Who
1: had no idea that uh, that kind of fan base existed. And uh, since then, you know, I've had nothing but a love fest between the fans and myself. And it's been, um, it It was an eye opener and it was a, a really, really pleasant one. You know, I was really, yeah. uh, I'm so gratified by the fact that all of these people are out there and have that kind of appreciation and follow the people um, that, uh, that do the work, Follow these filmmakers and, and, um, <coughs> well, well, excuse me. I had, I took a drink and something went down the wrong pipe.
3: Okay. Yeah. Not a drink. Drink just a, a coke. Oh, too bad.
1: <laughs> Coca Cola. Coca Cola. Coca Cola. No rum. <laughs> no, I'm dry. You know, I've been, I've been sober for 21 years. So. Oh wow. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, that, those. Uh, the, yeah, my imbibing days uh, are long past. Like,
3: <laughs> well, at least um, you had a couple good ones, right?
1: That's all right. You can still have them. That's all right. You know, yeah. I did I it a little too often and a little
3: <laughs> too much. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks so much for doing the interview and coming on the show, man. It was really fun. Oh,
1: absolutely. I hope I wasn't uh, you know, too too talkative. Maybe I should have shut up in a while.
3: Mike was too talkative. Mike, will you shut up? Exactly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No, so, I really yeah. appreciate taking the time to talk oh. to you. Oh,
1: It's not a problem. It was not a problem at all. It was real easy, and I thank you for uh,
3: even wanting to have me on. Absolutely. Faithless. Time for the hard bit Headlines. Yeah, Sunday, all, Sunday, Sunday. All the latest <laughs> news. <laughs> and there's also some news from a few months ago.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm just trying to do the... Dan knows
3: what that is. Yeah, I, I have some show news. You do?
0: What's oh, your show news?
3: Jonathan Tiersten, Ricky from Sleepaway Camp, is a listener of this show. Oh, nice. And he actually made a few comments on episode uh, 25 on the YouTube channel. No shit. Episode
0: 25, what one was that? The big one.
3: Yep, and by the way, Mike, uh, Justin, I got wind that Justin is sending you flowers and ordered you new canes in celebration of your big hit in journalism with the Halloween 4 Blu-ray news.
0: I wonder if <laughs> the heavy-duty canes, because I have heavy-duty canes.
3: All uh, right. I think, I think he sent the heavy-duty canes. Ooh, they're like 80 bucks. They're like 80 bucks a set.
0: He's digging into his pockets, that gentleman. I appreciate that. Thank you, Justin.
3: Uh, absolutely. Thank yeah. you, Justin. Thank you for all your support, buddy. And for the... Uh, he really liked episode 25, too, by the way. Give me some news.
0: All right. How about this? Was Alfred Hitchcock a sexist? Star of the Birds, Tippy Hedron says that mr hitchcock begged her for sex and when she said no he uh, was mean to her and she basically said you're so ugly who would want to have sex with you
3: <laughs> i don't know ask the girls who had sex with steven tyler
0: well but here here's my thing the birds was made in 1963 it is now 2012 uh, Tippy Hedren's got to be up there. Uh, I mean, they say it's being investigated, but is she a reliable source? You yeah, think maybe it's the being dementia? investigated. Who's investigating? <laughs> yeah, who gives a shit? And, I don't know. I heard it on the talk.
3: Um, who, who's gonna say I'm gonna get this Alfred Hitchcock? This son of a bitch. And who? who what kind of a reliable source is someone named Tippy?
0: Well, I. <laughs> well, and plus, I think you know the dementia might be starting to set in. Unfortunately, so.
3: Yeah, at this point, she's tipsy.
0: Right. Oh, tipsy. Bada- I don't
3: know. Um, no, it, it's it's but bada-
0: Oh, whichever.
4: Everybody um, in the club
0: gets tipsy.
3: Yeah. All right. Go ahead. Congratulations, <laughs> Alfred Hitchcock. You asked a girl to have sex with you. You're an asshole now. And she Let's... said no. Oh wow. Yeah. So he's just like the rest of us. Okay, great. Right.
0: Continue. He's he's a he's a regular womanizer. Exactly. Is Lionsgate rebooting Saw? Oh fuck you, Lionsgate. And I, I think the answer is going to be yes, not only because Mike, number one, what?
3: Why do you think that, Mike? Why would you think that?
0: Why would I think what? That it's going to happen? Yes. Well, how much money do you think the franchise made in total wait, for Lionsgate? A reboot, though? A fucking Well, no, reboot. no, no, no. They, they, they said nothing is definite. They said he will return, but an eighth film is st- you know, could still be in the cards. So we could still is. get a Saw 8. But I think that'd be ridiculous. It was it, ridiculous. It's not
4: ridiculous, dude. Oh, all right, making sequel after sequel is fucking ridiculous. But if you're gonna make them,
0: not if it's Halloween. Oh, really? Really? <laughs> <laughs> Touche, sir. Hey, Halloween sequels, <laughs> one after the other, are not ridiculous. That's
3: hey, all. Awesome. It may be ridiculous. I still. Yeah, because Halloween Five was awesome.
0: <laughs> it's better than Halloween Resurrection, or Halloween Shit Pile, as I call it.
3: Uh, yeah. That's true. No, uh, don't forget and my better logic. than H2O, by the way. It's like a treat, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> now you're wrong, Mike. How can you say Halloween 5 is better than H2O? Uh, it is. Because Jamie oh, Lee Curtis oh, you're is
0: an H2O, you're and you're she's full of herself by that mm-hmm. time.
3: I am not even buying that piece of shit Blu-ray, dude. I have never... Remember how you, you find it hilarious that... <laughs> I didn't buy Resurrection before I stabbed it on the video.
0: <laughs> I know, I hated it, and at least I bought time. the Blu-ray.
3: Okay. I what? never bought a copy of Halloween 5 on DVD.
0: Well, then, you know, that that's your loss.
4: Dude, I saw that video, like, uh, about, what, a year before I even knew Alex or talked to him or whatever. <laughs> and I thought it was the funniest fucking
3: thing ever. And then <laughs> oh, I'm a comedian, you didn't know that? I'm hilarious.
0: After Dark Comedy Club.
3: Uh, yeah, I was going to do a bunch of comedy skits. They were going to go on that channel, but it went somewhere else. That channel took a turn. That's disappointing. How about
0: synapse? How about synapses? <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, you're the comedian here.
0: <laughs> I'm just trying to move things along, sir. That's all. Just Funny move guy, it eh? along.
3: You know, Mike, to... I gave you a segue. Can we at least do the Halloween Five shit, buddy? <laughs> yeah, come oh, on. I have, I, I, I have
0: no sense of segues or anything like All that. All right, go
3: ahead. Do your segue. All right.
0: So Synapse is reissuing Basket Case three on Mike, DVD I've I've t- Are you
3: deaf? Oh, oh, that thing. Okay. <laughs> a segue? Yes. Is that means now you get to talk about the thing you wanted to talk oh, about? Oh, okay. That makes sense.
0: I didn't realize that. I'm
3: Jesus retarded. Jesus Okay, Halloween okay. 5, I would never buy the piece of shit. So, Mike, what do you think about Halloween 5?
0: Well, <laughs> maybe the uh, the Blu-ray that is just coming out in a few weeks from Anchor Bay should not be bought. Because we didn't mention this in the uh, beginning of the show, but the press release for Halloween 5, the bonus features, are wrong. It says that the 17-minute featurette, um, Halloween 5 on set, the 17 minutes of raw footage is new, and it is not new. It is on the 2006 DiviMax DVD release. But, Alex, since you never bought the DVD, you wouldn't know that.
3: I don't really need to see 17 more minutes of bullshit.
0: Yeah, but it's not the movie. It's it's them filming the movie. Anything
3: about that time period, from when they first yelled action to they last yelled cut, I don't need it. I don't need it in my life. (laughs) I have enough misery in my life. I I waste enough time on a weekly basis. I'm sure.
0: <laughs> can can we move on now? Yeah, perfect. All right. So, <laughs> Synapse is reissuing Basket Case Three on DVD October 9th.
3: <laughs> Mike, did your parents build a, a wall next to your swing? <laughs> I never had a swing because being gimpy, I was afraid I would fall off. They have a big brick wall next to it. Mike, he wants to push you again. He's like, fuck you. (laughs) All right, come on, Mike. Let's get serious. Come on. Do the news. Do the news. (laughs) There has to be something that's uh, credible here. Yeah, come on. Synapse is reissuing
0: Basket Case 3 on DVD October Uh, 9th. As you know, this was released by um, Fox Home Entertainment back, I guess, in the early 2000s. Um, I bought that one. Very hard to find. But now Synapse is reissuing it. The only bonus feature thus far is the theatrical trailer. Most likely, I will buy this one. Oh my god.
3: What? Why, dude? Why? This is what I think of that movie.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Bigfoot is found in the Lost Coast Tapes. (laughs) And it says, in the Lost Coast Tapes, Sean Reynolds, an eager television host, is on a mission to debunk the famed Bigfoot hunter Carl Dryback, who claims to possess the body of, the, of a dead Sasquatch.
3: Now, he, here's the thing. I went through a Bigfoot phase about three, two or three months ago. You're and, still in it. Yeah, I I'd never really leave it, but I went to the point where I really wanted to see a good Bigfoot movie. Ugh, oh, Harry and the Hendersons. Oh, get out of here.
0: Yes! Ugh. Oh. Thank you, Dan. Let's review that
3: movie, John Lithgow. Yeah. yeah, right. Then we'll have zero listeners next week. <clears throat> I
4: don't like that movie. I
3: hate you, Alex. I, I got, um like, six Bigfoot movies. I watched every one of them from beginning to end. The Legend of Boggy Creek. This, that, the other thing. I, I don't even know the names at this point. but <laughs> uh, all a ho- shit? All horrible. Okay. Nobody did good. Like, there was one that was decent But in the end, no. They're all a waste. None of them are good. So if they actually, you know, it went, I would love a Bigfoot movie that's good. So, hey, we'll see.
4: Now, Alex, do you think Bigfoot exists?
3: No, because if he existed, there would be, to to maintain a um, species, Mm -hmm. you would have to have so many that they would be found by now.
4: No, see, I thought the same thing, dude. But you never know. I mean, see, to me, with all the footage around, it seems like more hype than anything. I mean, I'm not saying it's not real. It is what it is. But, dude, they would have found it by now. The government, it is what it is. It would have found it by now.
3: Yeah, it only took them ten years to find Bin Laden, but I think Bigfoot, I think he would have been found. <laughs> Too soon. <sad.
0: laughs> I-, I get a question. Good point, question, Alex. Who do you think would win in a race? Bigfoot
3: the monster or Bigfoot the monster truck? <laughs> or bore the monster truck? Yeah. Uh, probably the truck. <laughs> what a weird question. I mean, it depends how far they're going. Mike, how many rum and cokes have you had tonight? Just two. <laughs> yeah, two too many.
4: Yeah, I'm glad you made that point, though, Alex. There's no good uh, Bigfoot movies out there.
3: so No, not really. <laughs> and I'm a huge fan. I'm not just some... Jackass hater of things. I, I'm really looking for one and can't find it. So
0: it's coming in the fall. So be ready for it. We'll, we'll see. Yeah.
3: Michael
4: J. just booked him as a
3: guest on our show next month. Yeah, get us a screener, Mike. Please. <laughs>
0: I'll try. I'll see what I can do. Um, Lady Gaga is in Machete Kills. Do you care? Because I really don't.
3: Uh 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 uh. Gaga, Ooh, la, la it's a bad romance.
0: Dude, you know what she's going to do? She's going to start singing this song and paparazzi right before Danny Trejo puts the gun in her face and <laughs> throws her away.
3: She's going to kill it. What are you talking about? You're like, ah, la, ah, ah. I think you're wrong, Mike. Um, musically, her first album was great. The uh, second album with, that had Bad Romance, great. But here's the thing. Lady Gaga's newest album Born This Way, one of the worst albums I've ever heard in my entire life.
0: Yeah, that's because she's full of herself, man. In
3: what sense, Alex? It's unlistenable, Dan. Like, there's two or three good songs on it. I, I don't know. It just, it's just too poppy. No, it's too artsy.
4: Okay, all right.
3: Like, you know, it's weird because I'm not into the sellout thing. Mm -hmm. But I'll be honest with you, man, that's her route. I mean, her best stuff is when she just sells out and does dance hits and does club hits. Like, when when you're trying to, like, uh, be a legend and be something more than just an entertainer and and you're going to be the new Madonna and Born This Way is going to be exactly... uh, What was the song that that copied? Uh, Express Um, Yourself? Express
4: Yourself, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: When you're doing all that and you're focusing way too hard on, on... what you're bringing back and who you're paying tribute to, when yep. you're doing all that, you're you're losing focus of what you're supposed to be doing. And mm-hmm. just be yourself. Write songs that you are catchy. You make Lady Gaga makes the best choruses I've ever heard in a long Unbelievable. time. Say what you will about her, dude, a fan or not, she fucking, she can write some good shit, man. Oh, yeah, dude, paparazzi, bad romance is like a fucking anthem. Like, that's like the, one of the most powerful choruses I've ever heard in music. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, you know, people might be wondering how in the, why, why are you listening to this or how, uh, i I'm going to go the route everybody goes. It's true though, my girlfriend. And, um, that was one person that she played in the car. I didn't mind. It was really good. Good melodies, good writing, good good production.
4: Yeah, but dude, if you, if you know good music and you're a fan of music, you listen to everything, dude. And if you're going to listen to fucking what's out there on the radio, it is what it is, but... there's some good shit sprinkled in there and what she has like I'm not I wouldn't call myself a fucking Lady Gaga fan by any means but dude as a musician as like you know somebody who studies music you gotta appreciate that shit if you don't then you're fucking fooling yourself and you're lying dude you're straight up lying and a lot of people don't like to admit it dude and that's the main thing and it's like dude it's good shit like I may not like it myself but you realize it's good and you move on
3: you know what I mean you know it's good but it's not your thing right and that's the thing people who hate her are probably just jealous and and I'm not gonna say that everyone who hates somebody is just because because I hate a lot of people Mm -hmm. and I'm not jealous of them Uh, because why wouldn't I be jealous of her I mean I hate Rihanna I hate Beyonce I don't know why anyone listens to either one of them well it's weird too because
4: I feel like I don't even know somebody until I get a sense of their musical taste somewhat Mm -hmm. now Alex what's your favorite band early 90s
3: Smashing Pumpkins.
4: Right there. You know, you said that, dude. I was like, okay, boom, there you go. You know what I mean? And that
3: speaks volumes. Yeah. Greatest band of the 90s. Nirvana. Nirvana was just something you can't even explain. Right. It just really connected with people. But Smashing Pumpkins were technically the better band.
0: Unbelievable.
3: Yep. I agree. What's
0: that? My favorite band is uh II No, uh, I like Duncan Sheik, but he's later dude. 90s. Same Boys thing. to Men.
4: I love Boys to Men, dude.
3: Yeah! One of the first albums I. How had do I. Say goodbye. <laughs> to Michael J. <laughs> You're hilarious, sir. Moving on to Has Just been joined Scary Movie 5. Who's doing Scary Movie 5?
0: two has-beens known as <laughs> Lindsay Lohan and Charlie Sheen. Well, I shouldn't say Charlie Sheen is a has-been because he has that successful FX show called Anger Management. Is
3: that successful?
0: No, it sucks.
3: Winning? Is he still I, winning? a no, winner, to winner chicken dinner. Winner, 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 chicken dinner. Winning?
4: Did he <laughs> die in *Scary Movie 4? 5? 6? I don't
0: know what... No, he was in the th- wasn't he in the third one in an opening scene with Pamela Anderson and Jenny McCarthy or something briefly? Yeah, yeah,
4: he dies in, I think, four, right? The opening of four? I don't know. I mean, who I don't cares? cares? movies are so stupid. Yeah, I don't really you care. You know so. what?
3: I have all four of them, of course, burned. But I don't remember a damn thing from three or four, except that, dude. like... Yeah, yeah, but, dude, that, those aren't even scary movies, spoof. Yeah, yeah, weren't they, like, uh, doing um, Signs?
0: When yeah. the Wayans brothers left after yep. Scary Movie two, Scary Movie three and four are pale comparisons of what right. the Wayans brothers did. So, now,
4: quick question, guys: Number two,
3: <clears throat> Your thoughts on number two? What'd you think? I love Chris Elliott. Love I
0: Can do it myself. Strong <laughs> hand. I can. I can. I can do it myself. David Cross in the wheelchair.
3: Ah, uh, yeah. If anyone loves the torrent thing. Remember the old show, Get a Life, mm-hmm. that Chris Elliott was in? I do. Yeah. Gotta look that up. It's yeah.
0: available on DVD, though, I believe.
3: Uh, only a couple episodes, I think, but you can get the whole thing. And it's thing. on Netflix. I is believe. it? No, it's not. That's it.
0: I believe it is.
3: Number two for not
4: directly spoofing too many movies. It was kind of its own thing, a spoof movie within itself, but second one was decent dude it had some funny fucking yeah. parts but the first one is great it's
3: i want everybody i just want to clarify uh mike is wrong once again get a life your search had no matches thank you no netflix
0: oh i apologize then i'm stupid stick to what i say everybody right paranormal activity four is coming out october 19th yes Will you see it no who said yes dan dan please tell me you meant no
4: i was extremely sarcastic in that yes
0: exactly um i just wonder where they're going to go with it i think they really kind of wore it out with the third one but that's just my opinion well,
3: you know what they could do now well wait, wait this is all found footage now how did they find footage in the third one who was recording that shit
0: N- uh nobody was recording and it. it was tapes that were old vhs tapes that were found of when so the, the family uh, was recording. 80 girl was a
3: kid you're
4: kidding No, they went back. It's more
0: of like a prequel. Yeah. To show how Katie and her sister, you know, from the second one, how they kind of came into know, like, the demon and stuff like that. And they're
3: so surprised that they're being haunted in the first one. So, yeah. So, wait, these, so they just found VHS tapes in a box and they were labeled, what, ghost hauntings?
0: No, they were labeled, like, <laughs> different events, like Katie's 8th birthday, such, you know, and things like that.
3: Now, do we have to sit through the whole birthday to get to the ghost part, or no? Yes.
0: You have to sit through some, some, some bull ploppy. <laughs> Shark Attack Blu-ray and DVD is coming August 28th. Never saw it. Yeah, nope. I don't either, I don't care. Um. <laughs> <laughs>
3: hey, tell me when Jaws 5 comes out.
0: Right? The <laughs> The, um, the Walking Dead Season 2 hits Blu-ray and DVD August 28th for our friends at Anchor Bay. Doesn't Josh um, hit, hit uh, DVD? That is, Blu-ray yeah, show? that's next week. Thanks, Dan. You jumped ahead of my story, but yeah. Yeah, no, I was <laughs> trying to do a segue because he said you... Josh, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Well, you <laughs> did a little too late there. Um, where the hell are we? <laughs> <laughs>
3: Whatever, I'm drunk.
0: Right. Um,
3: Who isn't on this show?
0: <laughs> and then you have uh, yep. The Fun House is coming October 16th from The fun House. Very excited about that. Do not buy it, people. Fun
4: see, House Alex sucks. says no. I hear good things about it. I hear, hey, dude, it's Toby Hooper. I want to see it. Yeah, My-
0: I need to buy it, and I'll tell you why I need to buy it. Because Arrow Video in the U.K., which used to, all their Blu-rays and DVDs, well, the, no, the Blu-rays used to be region-free. And then, like wise asses, they decided to region lock their Blu-rays to region B. So the copy of the Funhouse that I bought you that I bought, the region that I thought was region free was a region B locked. So I couldn't, you know, so I can't play it, and it's just <laughs> sitting <laughs> the here and I'm it, at the case.
3: Well, Mike, go to eBay and sell it to people who live in the region it's in.
0: Yeah, but then I gotta ship it to the UK. Do you know how much that costs?
3: Yeah, but okay. eBay. You charge them the shipping.
4: And then oh. Mike's got to be like, but you got to be from the Luxembourg area. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't, where, what, isn't that Germany? I don't know, dude. So I don't. Um, <laughs> you log Lady Gaga. How about, does anybody care, like, that Lords of Salem is, like, premiering at festivals in September?
3: Absolutely. Yes. What are you, nuts? Fucking A, dude. Dude, Rob Zombie's hitting home runs out of the park almost every time. He's well, no, the I only agree one doing you.
4: good horror around here, besides, like, James Wan, and that's it.
3: Yeah, yeah. listen. I'm going to give it to you right now. Here's the accurate description. hmm Rob Zombie's at the plate. He hits a ground roll double. That's called House of a Thousand Corpses. Next okay. swing. Home run. Devil's Rejects. <sighs> Swings. He's up again later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, up again later. <laughs> yeah, you can't She's swing. <laughs>
2: okay. Rob Zombie.
3: Rob Zombie's at the plate. He spits. He grabs his crotch, and he ooh strikes out. Halloween.
0: Another home run.
3: Halloween remake. Strikes he out. He struck out on that. Alex? Well, funny. you know he went to bunt. Actually. Okay, he bunted it, and uh, he he got thrown at it first. Okay. Halloween okay. two. Halloween two. Bam. Slam. Grand slam. Ugh. Halloween two. I'm very I'm looking forward to Rob Zombie's Lords of Salem. I'm into his style and um his uh passion. All right. What what else, Mike? And
0: lastly, since uh Dan already stole my thunder with Jaw's coming next week and get it from Best Buy or Amazon for 17.99.
3: Good, Dan, you, Mike stole my thunder earlier in the episode when I was trying to explain uh why michael myers it's okay to walk like a creepy uh 90 year old yeah, you yeah. Thunder stealer. yeah you're a thunder stealer you are
0: <laughs> i try to be sometimes um and finally jamie lee curtis oh wait no before that jamie kennedy is going to his first con ever yeah. monster mania 22
3: in jersey you tried crowbarring this one into the last show and we ignored you
0: you did I did no yes, I didn't yes I just, you did I, no I found this out after the fact
3: no you found silence after you said it
0: <laughs> who but Randy is going to be at a convention can no, you imagine me, you me going question, up Mike. to him
3: to say hello how about Andy Barkley I don't Mike, care about I got a
4: question for you now do you think Jamie Kennedy is very happy with his comedy career now that he's have to uh, be subjected to fucking horror convention? Yeah,
3: he's about as happy as Kramer is from Seinfeld.
0: You know what? Here's exactly what I would do. I'm, I'm going to go up to Jamie. If I, if I were to go to Monster Mania, I would go up to him and be like... Are you going? I, I would like to maybe try You're to go. You're not going to
3: go, you stupid son of a bitch.
0: I would just walk in there. I got to get a ride there first. I would just walk in there. And I would go up to him and be like, Randy? I'm you
3: in real life.
0: Dude, no. This is what you got to do, all right? You don't know the rules?
4: No, make a Skeleton Crew logo, laminate it, and then plus that and the
3: crutches, dude, nobody's going to question you. Go to the fucking front of the line, bro. Wear a Skeleton Crew t-shirt, right? We don't have any yet. We're going to make them. I'm going to make them this weekend. Okay. I'm going to make a couple. Do you think anybody would ever buy those? What if I sold them real cheap, like 15 bucks? That's cheap. Um... Yeah. That's cheap. Can, Can I, I buy,
0: buy
3: one? one? Yeah. Uh, yeah, you could buy one, but I'm going to sell it to you for double the fucking ass.
0: I'll, get a, I'll pay triple the price. I'll pay $45.
3: <laughs> wow. I can't believe we're subjecting people to this. Okay. Look at Mike bragging that he knows what 15 times 3 is. Okay, wait, what's, what's the very last bit of news? Wait, 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 wait. This has to be big, right? This is big. Okay, drum roll.
0: Person that I don't like very much is coming to Harhound Hound Weekend in November.
3: Hitler. Satan. No, I don't
0: like them either. But this person is worse than Hitler and Satan combined. Gary Busey. No, this is actually this person's actually worse than Gary Busey. Okay, Russell Crowe. No, worse than that. There is no worse. <laughs> now I'm talking about the one, the only, the very forgettable. Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh like, my yeah,
3: god, Laurie Strode. Boo. I love you. Boo. The classic Scream Queen. Wow, Laurie like, so Strode. I would just be like, you know, I know you're famous for a lot of shit, but I loved you in Halloween.
4: <laughs> well,
3: <laughs> if she's at a horror convention, I'm sure that's the only line she's getting. <laughs> right. Um, you were great in Freaky Friday. It was like, were you scared when Michael disappeared back into the bush? <laughs> what were you thinking when Michael was sniffing your panties on a clothesline? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> panties out there, he's probably sniffing her bra.
3: Wow. I got it's two Probably all sweaty. Because I- her nipples smell great, Mike.
0: I would imagine. Um, no, but well, do you guys have any idea how much she's charging? I mean... Granted, the the proceeds for her.
3: No, no. You know what? I know. I heard about this. The she's she's charging more than most people. But you, how bad could it be, Mike? Because this is her one and only. Uh, and you got to remember, Robert England charges extra. You got to remember, uh, Pee Wee Herman. I paid fifty dollars for a autograph and a picture with Pee Wee Herman. Fifty dollars. Yeah, well, he's worth. Okay, what what is she charging? Well, let, let's itemize it. What is she charging for a picture?
0: What is it, like an arm?
3: Or what is she charging for an autograph? A leg. What is she charging to go in the room when she does her panel discussion?
0: Your firstborn child. <laughs> wow. <laughs> 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 and and, and let's, let's... You know what? It should be noted that... At least the proceeds from the meet and greet, so your (laughs) arms, your arms are going to benefit the Children's Hospital of Los Angeles. Yay. (laughs) But your legs and your firstborn go to her. And, And maybe the leg, maybe the leg is so she can, you know, sew it on to replace the leg that she lost when... They cut off her man part from being a hermaphrodite. <laughs>
3: Mike, okay, yeah. you killed it. Anyways <laughs> Mike, I just wanna know, um, do you still get an autograph for one of your legs or those don't count?
0: Uh no, my legs are pretty dead, so I don't think she'd be interested in that.
3: I don't think one of your legs count as like a, a regular leg. Did do, do you have to put both of your legs on there on the table for an autograph?
0: Probably <laughs> both of them wouldn't even count. Alex, I'd probably have to use one of yours is a loner, so we both lose both of our legs, and yeah, we'd be walking around on stumps. Well, not really walking around, but, but we'd be like kind of like sidling around on our stumps. Well,
4: not really walking around, but...
0: We'd be shuffling around on stumps, Alex, because it would take all four of our legs for both of us to get an autograph. <laughs>
3: What are you trying to say? I got chicken legs, man. I don't skip leg day, baby. I go to the gym every No, day. I'm of the saying week. one of your legs, you'd
0: have to donate one of your legs for me, because my legs won't work.
3: Yeah. Alright. Go to the gym like once a year. <laughs> well, thank you all for listening <laughs> to this. I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, you should be listening to a better show, but you chose us for some bizarre reason and the fact that you're still bizarre. here at this yeah, the fact that you're here at this point in time. You are glutton for punishment.
0: Yeah. But we love you. You <laughs> sick bastards.
3: Yeah, we really love you. And Masochists. We will... That's what yeah, I call them. masochist. Yep. Yep. And, nice. uh. I'm fan Satomat. Thanks. Good job. Yep. And we only destroyed your ears, but you could poke your eyes out as soon as you turn this off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And we will see you next week with some, uh, Mike, what do you think? Is it retrospective time? Let's do some Evil Dead shit, huh? What do you think? Come on.
0: I was going to say we should do the first Jaws since the uh, (sighs) Blu-ray's coming out.
3: The first Jaws. Yeah, I like that
4: idea.
0: Yeah, since the Blu-ray's coming out, we'll do the first Jaws and then we got some some news and then, you know, we might have some other stuff. You never know.
3: But I'm a retrospective guy. When's that happening?
0: We'll do that next month, maybe.
3: Next month?
0: Yeah. Yeah. We'll take a little break from the
3: retrospectives. We just... That was a month ago.
0: Yeah, but we floored these people. We got to give them regular shows and entertainment. Unless we're still going to do the news right now.
3: Yeah, they don't want us to rat just yet.
0: Yep, slow and steady wins the race. That's my motto. That's, that's the only motto. I
3: fucking last, gentlemen.
0: Yeah, that's my motto in real life.
3: Yeah. Is it? <laughs> slow and steady wins the race. You know what I do when I'm about to finish? I pull out for like 30 seconds and I go right back into it. So, those 30 seconds, that's going to equivalent, what, two months and then we will hit you up with another retrospective, I promise you, because that's my whole thing, because I can't do anything else. That's <laughs> <laughs> all I know what to do. Yeah. So there you go. There you have it. Another shit episode of the Skeleton Crew. <laughs> we will see you next week for another shit episode.
0: Peace. Bye-bye, everybody.
3: Bye-bye.
4: <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs>